Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And this is the podcast where we drink. Yeah. And talk about stuff. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, yes. So this week we are drinking wine. I am drinking Roscato. I am drinking Merlot. I'm not going to drink Merlot. Is that what your sister got you? Yes, my sister got me yes. Merlot for our... Um, thanks, miss. Yes, thanks, miss. Fam, fam givings. Fams. Fams, miss. <laughs> you know, I really enjoy not doing Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. I do, too, because it's really convenient to be able to go to the store when you forget something. And yes. Actually, and the store have, like, actually being opened and not ridiculously crowded and and having all the things you need exactly yeah everything's restocked nobody's freaking out about trying to get the last turkey gravy or whatever yes the last thing of the last sweet potato you made an excellent sweet potato pie by the way thank you so much this was your first this one my first time i mean really it's not that difficult it's just it's a little more time it's it's a bit more time consuming than um pumpkin pie because pumpkin pie is just a can of pumpkin I'm sure you can find a can and of sweet potato. Milk. I didn't look. Okay. I feel like that's not a thing, but it could be. <laughs> but basically, you made a you just you just boiled the shit out of a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, skinned the sweet potato, which apparently, if I had read the directions, you're not supposed to skin it. You're just supposed to boil it, and then you're supposed to put it in an ice bath, and then take off the skin that way, and then put it in there. But I did not follow those directions. But if you do it that way. You would have to boil your your sweet potato whole, right? Yes. Which would take a lot longer to boil your sweet potato. Right. I feel like this way worked just as well. And oh, yeah. And probably cut down on your time because to to fully soften that big-ass sweet potato, this was a, a yeah, large. Yeah, this was a huge sweet potato. It was the biggest sweet potato I could find at the store. Instead, get a big sweet potato, and you said, I'm going to get a big sweet potato. Yep. I guess you could have gotten several small ones and done it, it that way. one large sweet potato. I was like, okay, I'll get a large sweet potato. <laughs> but you also could have done it with small sweet potatoes. They would have equaled it. It's true. Okay. So that was our, uh, yeah, we did thanks uh, Thanksgiving. and We made a ton of food. We did. Um, we ate a lot of food. Yeah, we did. We don't have a whole lot of green bean casserole left. No. Which is good. I made the green bean casserole, too. Um, I forgot to season it, but apparently it was still a hit. It's still okay. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, there's seasoning in the cream mushroom soup, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, you fried a turkey for me because I'd never had fried turkey. Yes, we deep fried turkey in mm-hmm. peanut oil, mm-hmm. and it came out good. Yeah, it did. Could be a little moisture, but it, my, I couldn't find the, the right size bird. If I'd have had maybe a 13-pound bird, it would have been better. 16 pounds is a little big to fry. Mm-hmm. But we were kind of last minute looking for turkeys, and it was 16 pounds or 24, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the ones at Walmart were like gigantic roided out turkeys. Uh, and then we had went to our smaller grocery store that had, at 16 pounds was the lightest. I think the biggest they had was 19 pounds at that store. Maybe. So. Um and we also, uh, you also kind of messed up the mock shoe. I, I did not do it the way you did. Excuse me. You do it. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. But it came out good. Yeah, everybody. Everybody ate it. Offspring said it was delicious, so I'm going to trust her opinion yeah. for sure. Well, it also helps that you had uh, garden corn. Yes. Instead of bad corn. Right. That, 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 that was a very sweet corn. You mm-hmm. can definitely tell the sweetness of that corn. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. When did you? <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I thought we would have to do it on the day. Like, I thought we left the corn in the freezer, but you had already done it. Did it the day before. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Like, you were at work or something like that, and I was. I started prepping the day before. Yeah. Good Good time to prep. Um, 
So yeah, we had we had your family over, mm-hmm. um, your sister and her husband and your dad and uh, offspring came by, um, and yeah, it was just really yeah really nice. Yeah, it was very laid back and chill, mm-hmm. um, and I I very much enjoyed it. I I enjoy when I get to see my family. My sister didn't stay. I'm, I'm not sure why. Yeah, I, I like to. We expected them to stay the night, but they didn't. So. so they drove in from Houston and then turned around and drove back to Houston yesterday. That's Same just day. a lot. That's, that was a lot. That's yeah. so much more than I'm willing to there do. There must have been something really important going on at church. Maybe, today. yeah, I think so, or I don't know. Maybe they've heard the podcast and they're like, "We don't want to stay with those heathens." <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know how they could know it because they're not on social media. True that. But. Uh, but they, we did enjoy our time together, and and it it reminds me. Of times when, whenever you know, you, whenever your family is in a distress, sometimes you have to take notice of their social medias and stuff like that, because sometimes members of your family could very possibly join a cult. <laughs> and if they join a cult, you should know. Yep. If you're in a cult, call your dad. And that's what we're talking about today, uh, specifically about the um, love has one cult. And, and like one, as in like as, victory. As in yeah, victory, not. Not, it's one, not love like the as number. one, it's love has one. Yes. Um, so where would we like to start? Well, we talked about this earlier. We did. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, do you want to define the cult? Like you said, I have it in my head. Yes. Oh, you're asking me if I want to define it yes. overall? Because you have, like, we're, let's introduce the love has one cult and what makes it kind of stand out from other cults and um, when it started and who the leader is. Okie dokie. Well, I don't know exactly when it started. The timeline. Okay, so we get the this. The timeline is a little confusing. So we were watching a documentary on HBO. Yes. And I think the doc- documentary might be Love Has Won or I don't remember what it, it the name of it is. And I saw a TikTok on it and then I was like, hey, this looks good. We did a uh, we did the Twin Flames um podcast a while back and i was like this seems like a, a good one we we right. enjoyed that one we did enjoy that so, one and y'all have been listening to it so thank you very much um we have heard you and we're gonna do another cult episode <laughs> yeah and this one actually will probably be two parts because we haven't finished the documentary yet we kind of we wanted to mm-hmm. shut it down today and come do this so um love is one cult is a i another cult a, of love a new age sort of hippies hippy dippy mysticism sort of a cult that um, was started, according to the internet, was started in 2006. Okay. And um, focuses on, quote, ascending the world, mm-hmm. as in everyone in the world, to a higher plane of reality. Right. Yeah. So it focuses on the leader as being Amy Carlson, Carlson who is godmother. Who professes herself to be Mother God. Mother God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, let's talk about Amy. Yes. Let's just, okay. So, the it is a kind of hippie cult, uh, I guess the, the definition. It's kind of a hippie cult mm-hmm. that, let's, let's go ahead and put it out there, a lot of drugs. Yes. Lots of drugs, lo- like daily um, cannabis consumption, like all day. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of hallucinogenics. Lo- lots of mushrooms, lots of shrooms. Um, some, not some, a lot of alcohol use as well. Among some members. Right. And some meth use. 
Yes, by uh, some, one member in particular. Yes. yes, and so we're going to get into all that. Um, the thing is, is in the watching the documentary, you're going to see a lot of drug use. And yes. it is actually something that I, I brought up when we were talking about this was just how the documentary style is and how doc and I've seen this in several other documentaries where they're completely okay. It almost makes it look cool or legitimate if someone lights a blunt up. Right. We watched something with like Mike Tyson and he lit up like the fattest blunt you could mm-hmm. possibly think That's of. That's like the thing. I mean, when Elon Musk first appeared on Joe Rogan, they li- they lit up a very fat fat blunt and smoked that. So it I find it not legitimizing to no. do this. No, no, absolutely not. I don't okay. care. If you're going to say people shouldn't, like, be able to smoke mm-hmm. um, a cigarette right. on, like, TV and, like, you get mad at people, like, we now have to have disclo- disclaimers for people smoking cigarettes if there's because of, um, what was it, Mad Men? Uh, Mind Hunter, I think, was the other one, mm-hmm. where these guys were chain smoking. Right. And they're like, the smoking is bad. It's showing too much smoking. Dude, if, you, if you're... Chasing serial killers, you're probably a chain smoker. I mean, especially in the 1960s. <laughs> in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, 70s, whenever mm-hmm. it was. So whatever, you know, don't don't get mad at the period. Just accept it. Yeah. Let's just be be adults. But, and that's kind of my thing is like we have, it, it makes it like almost like a cool thing. And I'm like, I don't think smoking is cool either way. I'm not, not, not like saying it's no. not, or what it is. Smoking a joint isn't any more cool than smoking a cigarette. It's, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not cool. My thing is just um, don't cancel one and then make the other one seem cool, you know? Right. Like, I don't want to smell cigarette smoke in a restaurant just like I don't want to, I don't want to sit in a cloud of fucking weed smoke in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's our little tangent about how much we don't like people smoking weed around us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, well, we both smoked before. Yeah, I was. I that's was, fine and everything. I was like in that. a sterner relationship for five years, man. But the the weed consumption on here, it's just so weird because it's just like they they want to they want to do it in front of you because they can. Yeah, you know, it's and like think, look at me. Look. Yeah, I think the producers of the documentary are emphasizing just how much and how often they smoke pot. It it is a constant thing. It is. This it's is from the a, from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. This is a group that is heavily doing drugs, mm-hmm. and Amy. Okay, so let's talk about the leader. The the uh, Mother God, mm-hmm. Amy. Yes, I have I have her pulled up. She was born on November 30th, 1975. Mm-hmm. So, she's, so a, she's a little bit older than you. Yes. Um, she's describes herself as the creator of the universe. Okay. So a little bit about her um, early life. Did you get in on that? Yes. She grew up in Dallas, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. According to her mother, was a straight-A student. Um, she... Or parents divorced at seven. Parents divorced at seven. Yes. Um, they. I was going to ask. They don't say much about her dad. I, I, he hasn't come up. He's not in the interviews in mm-hmm. the first two episodes. So they really have not talked a whole lot about him. So I don't think he's a lot in the picture. Right. Um, she has a sister uh, who I. It looks like she'd be younger. I think so. I'm pretty sure the sister is about four years younger. Mm-hmm. Um. She grows up and is actually living a fairly normal lifestyle and is actually a very pretty girl. Yeah, very like, pretty. Um, a, a, a very, she seems to be like a, gen, a, a very motivated, self-starting person. What do you call her? The woo girl. There you go. Yes, she is. When I say woo, I don't mean like woo. I mean like 
the the personality trait of Wu, as in like she's magnetic. She has this magnetic magnetic personality, and everybody wants to be around her. My sister's a lot like that. Um, just where you like exhume positivity, and you're so and you're so kind and nice to people that people gravitate towards you and want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she. Really, I get from her early life that she is living a pretty normal life, mm-hmm. um, one that is not going to go anywhere, though. Right. She's a man. She she gets a manager position fairly early on in her life at McDonald's. Right. Um, and like that was a, that was a big thing is that she climbed up the ladder so fast and she you know was given her own store at like the age of what twenty four or something. Uh, I think it was um, even younger than that. Even younger than that. Okay. But she had a high maturity level. She should have had a high maturity level. She became a mom at 19. Right, yes. Which we so, don't learn about until later in the documentary. We we're midway don't. through the second uh, episode. No. And we're, we're and this is the, one of my bad things about this it, documentary. This documentary it jumps back and forth in time so much. So much yeah. Um, which I, like, I'm, st- I'm starting to understand why they did that. I think it's, like, for the, not really the shock value, but just, like, like, like comparing her, her life later in the cult versus, like, um, circumstances of her life early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so she, um, I don't know as far as the timeline goes, like, I guess she, this was before she became a manager at McDonald's. She um, got pregnant at the age of 19, um, had a baby, uh, didn't stay with the father. Yeah, it's like a one-night stand. Yeah, like a one-night stand. Um, then she gets into, she meets another guy. Mm-hmm. Gets pregnant again, mm-hmm. has another baby, doesn't stay with that father, and then by twenty four she's on baby daddy number three. Yes, and she stay. She kind of stayed with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she moved in with him and was trying to make it work with all three kids. But apparently, he had some issues too. Mm-hmm. He, was he was not. He was probably abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the sister, like and sh- like Amy would call her crying and say that she couldn't do this anymore and. Uh, Amy's sister wanted to call the police, but Amy didn't want her to. And there's just a, a lot of a lot of gray in that whole yes. thing. There's, um, it seems to be uh, her early life is is a lot of them like a lot of bad decisions with men. Yes, and men who are abusive. Mm-hmm. And this is why I want to know more about her father because I'm wondering, is this um, like a generational abuse thing. Like, is was her father abusive? So she gravitates toward abusive um, men, not very good men. Yeah, maybe, or she might just like bad boys. Right. She uh, doesn't like nice guys. She doesn't seem to like nice guys. She they, doesn't. Find they actually, she said that like if she got with a nice guy, they wouldn't stay together very long. Right. Her sister so she, had said that about her. So for some reason, whatever it is, whether she's got low self esteem or what, she just gravitates towards these. Horrible men. It's kind of like the Britney Spears effect where, you know, she's a beautiful girl, mm-hmm. sexy, top of the world, but yet she ends up with Kevin Federline. She ends up with this, like, just whiskey, tango yeah. motherfucker, you know, <laughs> just, like, really trashy person. And um, and y'all yeah, so check out our Britney Spears, like, Yes, podcast. we covered Britney Spears' memoir. That was our, our podcast um, last week. Uh, um, so if y'all want to check that one out, y'all can hear more about me ranting against that guy. Yep. Uh, but the, there is the, uh, there's the thought, you know, to me that, that there are women out there who can have so much better and either through uh, not understanding their own worth or 
literally a personal choice where they find it more exciting, I guess, mm -hmm. they end up with like just garbage. Right. I just realized we didn't do the, the podcast things at the top of the hour. We'll do it at the end. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so at some point along the line, I'm assuming after Amy has her kids, she and after she gets her manager job at McDonald's, she takes ecstasy. Yes, at some point she she drops E. Yeah, she drops it. She and she loves. She learns. She loves E. She loved E. Yeah, but hated she, water. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the name of that comedian? Um, Excuse me. Yeah, that's we stole that from a comedian. We don't. I don't remember his it's name. It's so but old, but it's yeah, so old. Okay, so uh, yeah, she takes E and she says that she experiences. Obviously, when you take ecstasy, you're going to experience a lot of euphoria. Your endorphins are going, are just. Don't take E, kids. Don't take E. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of E has fentanyl in it and that shit will kill you. Yes. Please don't take drugs from, just wait until. Uh, that's, E is, Molly know. is one of those ones that really scares the hell out of me because really? it's so like bad. Like, cause I think, it, and weed is like this too. And now. Um, They're putting fentanyl on weed too, so yeah, don't take, see, don't accept weed from a stranger. This is the thing that I don't get. Like, I felt like weed was fine in the '90s. I didn't smoke a lot of weed in the '90s. Right. I felt like even E was okay in the '90s. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people did some rolling in the '90s. They came out okay, you know. Yeah. But I feel like in the 2000s, we've decided to fucking put fentanyl in everything, and now it's killing everybody. Yeah. And you're like, why? What, was it not good enough back I then? I don't understand. Like, and isn't, I feel like fentanyl would be more expensive than anything else, but I, I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, don't just don't do drugs. Um, if, if you live somewhere where weed is, um, legal, go to a, a professional dispensary, get weed that way. Don't trust any street dealers because it's dangerous now. It, it's bad. And just like the tiniest amount of fentanyl traces of it could kill you. Yeah. It does not take a whole lot. It is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, don't do drugs. Anyway, Amy takes some ecstasy. <laughs> Amy takes 90s ecstasy, which is okay. It's good ecstasy. <laughs> this was before fentanyl, I guess. Um, so, and she has, she, she, she obviously has this trippy experience, experience and she thinks that she's had an epiphany mm -hmm. about the world and about herself. So she comes down and I think at this point she's kind of, I don't know if she immediately realizes that she thinks that she realizes that she's Mother God or... I don't think so. I think this is a building process, but this is the moment where... And maybe they're going to talk about this as in another flashback in, in episode three, so we might have to come back to it. I think this is the moment where it triggers. She then quits her job at McDonald's. Mm -hmm, like immediately. And then she they talk about her leaving. And right. it was like at dinner. Yeah, they, they were at a, a nice family dinner, I guess. And Amy's just sitting there. And then she excuses herself to go to the bathroom or something, and she just doesn't come back. Weren't they at a restaurant? They were at a restaurant, yeah. Yeah. So she, at this point, she's she got three left. kids. Right. She has three kids. Um, I don't know if she's still with the third father, the third baby daddy's father at this point, but she just gets up. She leaves. She apparently goes home, grabs all of her stuff, and just jets. And I think this is when her and a Merith White Eagle yes uh, meet yes um, and, and let's and maybe that's the thing is this that this was because just to let you know okay so yeah go ahead to find what we'll 
Go well, ahead. Let's, I'm going to back up and say that once she drops E mm-hmm. and starts having all of these, quote, revelations and stuff, um, she starts a, I think, a Facebook um, uh, This group? might have been more earlier than Facebook. This is pre-2006. So. Oh, so she's starting the, the, those shitty websites, yeah. Yeah, she's going on these these chat rooms and things like that. Right. And finding and is, spiritual people. And this is how she meets, I call him Old Man Amarith White Eagle. I call him Papa Jack. <laughs> um, so she meets this guy, this older man, like probably in his 70s. Oh, I, I don't know if he was in his, he definitely wasn't in his 70s then. Okay, well, he looks old as hell. I mean, like, okay. He has no teeth. I'm saying this has probably been 20 years ago since she met him. Mm-hmm. And so we look at him now, he's probably in his 70s. The old photos, he was probably in his 50s. Okay, well, he looks, Definitely a, a 30 years age gap between these two. Right, yes. He, but he looks like, he looks bad in every, like, every flashback. Think about every, Willie everything. Nelson if he didn't have any health care. Yeah, Willie Nelson if he did... More than just smoke weed. <laughs> I think Willie Nelson probably does more than just smoke weed, but yeah, but Willie Nelson. If, yeah, if Willie Nelson hadn't become famous and didn't have top-notch healthcare, yeah, like that's probably what and, and good like. drugs. And, yeah, yeah, that's probably what he would look like. Uh, so yeah, this this guy's got no teeth. He's old. He's um he's got a long white beard and he's skinny. Like he's just he's just nasty looking. Yeah, and you have this beautiful blonde. Blue-eyed girl? Just, just like a banging body? Absolutely gorgeous. Young like girl. literally like could have like guys falling, probably has had guys falling all over right. her for years. And like just has that look that you just like, God, that she, the look that I would look at and be like, no, can't even hit on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, she looks, she reminds me of um, the girl next door. Yeah. Aliza Lessa Cutthroat? I don't know. She was also in the ranch. She um, was in the ranch. Okay. Alicia. The girl e- next e- door. The 2004 e- film. Yeah. Her name is Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Or I was getting there. Cuthbert, whatever, however you pronounce it. All right. So, yeah. And it it's like 17 days after they meet. Online. Online. They she, meet in person. Yeah. Yeah. And they get... They get Together. pseudo-married. I, I'm going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. They become one or whatever. Whatever it is. So, Like the universe marries them or some shit. And how Papa Jack <laughs> describes it is that they just talked about um, what we consider to be real and true. Mm-hmm. So, sounds like you're just like high and talking. Right. So, what I, what I think is going on is that they're tripping. Yes. Obviously. And they kind of commingle this idea that maybe the Matrix is real. Mm-hmm. And there is an alternate reality where everyone is free. Right. Or there is, or there, or, or she needs to ascend everyone. I don't think that's yet. Not yet. I think that right now we're just building, but this is the first time we hear twin flames because he calls them twin flames. Yes, uh, and if you guys haven't checked out our twins, our twin flames cults um, uh, podcast episode, then go check it out. Um, yeah, so 
Yes, so Amareth calls them twin twin flames. Yes, and so this is something that comes up several times. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, and so you could see these timelines actually like overlapping a little bit as mm-hmm. to this duality of this these hippies and the overall probably what they're hitting on on the internet, and it's it's subconscious in their brains, right. and they're using these same terms as this other pseudo cult. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they they're not. I don't think linked. No, I don't think they're way. linked. I think. Maybe I'm trying to remember when Twin Twin Flames was active. Like it's still active. Active, yeah. But it was like uh, when it started. 2012, maybe or something. The 2010s. Yeah. Okay, so this is before. Yeah. Um. So we basically become a couple. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is her first father god, and I think he is the spiritual father god. Mm -hmm. Now another thing they talk about is how she couldn't be single. This uh, Amy goes from man to man here. Right. She's like, um, what's the word? Chronically like monogamous. Um, or is she even monogamous? We don't know. Um, but she's like, yeah, in like chronically in relationship after relationship. And I probably doesn't feel comfortable being single. Um, so the, after they trip, yeah, they at some point... Amy names herself Mother God and mm-hmm. names White Eagle, Papa Jack, whatever, um, Father God. Right. And so I think this is the start of this spiritualness. And I, I think she's probably I think she's probably doing a lot of hallucinogenics at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not a lot of alcohol. Not as no, much alcohol. Not as much. I think that it's just one of those things where she gets do you think she has any kind of mental issues? I don't know if she has a mental illness. I think she has um, a lot of self-esteem problems and probably um, just a lot of a lot of a lot of doubt and not feeling like she belonged anywhere. I don't know. It's it's really because it's one of those things to me when you start calling yourself God. Mm-hmm. There's something mis. There's something misfiring. Misfiring. Yeah. But I I just don't get that from her. Like, she's not normal. She's not. No. She's not, like, normal. But she's not, like, um, I don't feel like she's schizophrenic or even bipolar. Yeah, I don't think she's bipolar. Or anything like that. I think she's just, I mean, like, she could be. But I think, I think this is all drug-related. I think she's just quirky. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... She allowed herself to be tricked into thinking that she's like this mother god. I don't know if she decided she was it or if Papa Jack did mm-hmm. or if it was just the environment that, the, that she was living in with him. Because I think he was this very open spiritual person, very hippie. Right. He's, he's an old hippie. Right. So they, like, they, were, they both had these really you know, new age spiritualistic existential like ideas. And the, the whole I think the, I don't know if he does. I think he's just this spiritual spiritual guy from ever ago. You know, he's mm-hmm. the he's the old He's the old hippie. He's the old hippie. Mm-hmm. And she hooked up with an old hippie. And she liked what the old hippie had to say. Right. I, I think she is probably developing spirituality mm-hmm. in her own sense of it. Yeah. Everybody I mean, you might be able to speak on this like developing spirituality instead of having it thrust upon you. Right. So um when, I guess, yeah, I can start with when, when I was manic, I thought I was having a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I'm, I'm pr- like fairly positive that 
the same, like, then this is, in Amy's case, I think the same thing happened to her when she dropped ecstasy. You think that the, the same... Um, the same feeling, the same idea of I am, I am now a higher being and I am having a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And later, oh, I'm Jesus, I'm God. So let me ask you something on, on when you were in a manic state. Mm-hmm. It, it, when, you're, when you are in a manic state, are you like, which one brings you down, dopamine or serotonin? Serotonin? Um, serotonin? Like like when you get high, it's because you're you're getting a, a flush of dopamine, right? I mean, flush of endorphins. Okay. Um. Yeah, when you're high, it just affects your pleasure sensors. I'm not. I'm. I'm I know endorphins make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if dopamine is a higher or a lower. Um. And we can look this up because I have the internet in front of me. But what I guess I'm asking is like. When you're manic, you're getting the same sensation as being high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dopamine. That's right. So you're getting dopamine. That's that's mm-hmm. what makes you feel good. Yes. All right. Um, I'm wondering, like, if when you're in a manic state, are you just getting more dopamine, and that's why you're continuing in this manic state? Um, is that that? Because that's why people chase the high, and right. and I don't think that's so much with weed, mm-hmm. but with like cocaine, uh, meth. The amphetamines and stuff like that, they, they're chasing that high because you're going to get that hit of dopamine. Right. That huge hit of dopamine. Yes, that gigantic hit of dopamine for sure. Uh, I'm, uh, I think, yeah, I think being in a bipolar manic state and being high on ecstasy or shrooms or anything else is a very similar experience for sure. Well, I, I, I it's weird because shrooms and ecstasy, I feel, are two different highs. Oh, yeah. Shrooms, I feel, are very trippy. I mean, I don't know this for a fact. Like, I don't I've, no, I've never I've, done shrooms. I've never done shrooms, yeah. and I've never done eat. Shrooms, like, alters your actual, your fi- your visual reality. Doesn't ecstasy do the same thing? Or Maybe. No? Okay, um, I don't know. I know. Is ecstasy and Molly, Molly the same thing? Yeah. Okay, so um, Molly just makes you super-duper happy and makes and affects the way you feel things. Like, everything feels really good. Okay, so, like, all your senses are, are on, heightened. Are heightened, like, on 10. Yes. Or 11. They're on 11. <laughs> but it, it only goes up to 10. It goes, this one goes to 11. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think maybe, um, maybe Molly does make you trip too. You think she's just on a cocktail of drugs that are, are, are allowing her mind to get into this state? And then mm-hmm. once her mind gets into this state, it's so malleable because of her upbringing that she starts to think, yeah, I'm I'm Mother God, mm-hmm. and this is the truth. Yeah, I think to, she's do, to her. Is this the truth, or do you think this is all a scam? That's really hard to say. I don't know if at first it's just a game mm-hmm. that she's playing, or just like a like she's she's having fun with Papa Jack. Yeah, and this is just a game. And yeah, this is just a game, and I'm just gonna say yeah. these things because they're cool to say. And blah, do blah, blah. I think she like at the get go she meant to go out and become a cult leader? No, um, I don't think that was her. Mo- that's her motivation. Uh, I think everything kind of snowballed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is where the term uh, cloud ship shows shows up, and starship shows up. Yeah. And that's the idea that you have these spiritual beings, like that each cloud that you see is a spaceship, mm-hmm. essentially, with spiritual beings on board. 
Um, so there, there's a lot of footage of her um, just just recording the clouds and saying, "Hey guys, love you," stuff like that. Um, should we should we talk about the pantheon right here of her gods? Yes, let's do that. Okay, she believes her council is that what they call it? Her they call it the Galactics. The Galactics. The Galactics are all celebrities who have passed away, mm-hmm. and the chief among them is Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Although Trump is in there too. Trump is in there too for whatever fucking reason. I don't understand that. They, they explain it, but it's just kind of shady. Like and there's this collage of all of them. Right. Somebody made a collage, like cut out like magazine pictures of, of all these celebrities all and these, put it on a board. And her in the middle. Yeah. Like and, Amy's and Saint, at the top. There's a Saint. Saint Germain. I think that is it. I think yeah, you got it right. Saint Germain. And Robin Williams or her two like top. Her two top spiritual guides, I guess. Steve Irwin's in there. Steve Irwin is pretty high up there, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who else? Um, Was Jimi Hendrix in there? I think so. John Candy. Um, uh, Bob Marley. Um, Charlie Chapman might have been in there. I didn't see Charlie Chapman. There is a collage. We'd have to pull it up to look at the celebrities, but there are a lot of celebrities. Prince may be in there. There, A lot of of, um, musicians, Mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> I'm a little upset that Steve Irwin is on that board. Um, Are you more upset about him or Robin? Oh my god, I, I can't differentiate the two. They're both very important to me. Um, both of them. Both of them. I'm pissed about both of yeah, them being on this board. Like, Robin Williams and Steve Irwin were like my my TV dads growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I loved them. I cried when Robin Williams died, and I cried when Steve Irwin died, and yeah. So the fact that they're like. The fact that she's saying that Robin Williams is channeling to her all of these messages about what she should do next is really, uh, just irks me. Yeah. Um, okay, so do we want to move on to the second father god? I think we should move on to the second father god right here. Okay, his name is Mike Lamboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all the notes I have on him. Do you have any more notes on him? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got much more on on on, on Lamboy. Cool. Um, Archangel Michael uh-huh. is is what. So they all have nicknames. They all right. like she, she names them. Are you? She. I think what she thinks that she's doing is she's recognizing their, their inner person, their inner spirit, and that this is Archangel Michael incarnated as a human. Okay. So yeah, maybe so. Um, okay, so this is uh, Father God number two. Mm-hmm. So she leaves Ameth- Amethyst White Eagle. Amethyst White Eagle, and we hear nothing from him ever again. Really, nothing. No, yeah. he's done. He, he doesn't. He doesn't stay in the cult. Yeah, he's not part of the cult. He just kind of I keeps she, on. Does she just on, leave him? I guess. Yeah. And so she ends up with uh, uh, Michael. Now Michael is believes that Amy cured cancer. Yeah. Uh, his cancer, I guess he had his, cancer. I, yeah. Um, and they don't. That's really interesting. They don't talk about that. Like, I guess is they kind of gloss over. Now, this is a guy who looks like he has a pretty good amount of money. He yes, does he's not very look, well kept. He yes, and it looks like he has nicer cars. Mm-hmm. And he took her on a couple of vacations. They show him like at lake houses in California mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So this is definitely like like the poor place that you see them living at one point. Mm-hmm. This guy has some some savvy, right? Some financial savvy, mm-hmm. and. I think this is when we see them starting to do awakening sessions and monetizing this 
um, basically Amy. Right. I think we're monetizing her. Yes. So this is when we start to see that. And we start to see them getting a huge, very, very strong online presence. Yes. And it, it's such a weird online presence, too. There's a lot of live streaming. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the early 2000s. They're, you know, their websites are shitty. and Oh, their websites are so bad. Yeah. Um, there's a. Like, the, it looks it's, like it's from, like, so long ago. Right, yeah. I think, I think, so Facebook isn't a thing yet, and they're live streaming through chat rooms? I something like that? Maybe the live streaming came a little bit later, okay. but this is definitely when we start having, like, awakening sessions. But, they, like, the entire time, they're recording themselves, and yes. they're posting it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this is a guy who is basically the, the money dude. Yes, the financier. And... They don't say a whole lot about their relationship, only that he comes in and he's basically the money guy. Right. He, and he stays in the cult. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael stays in the cult. And he remains being the guy who is is getting them money. Yeah, like he's in charge of all the money. And he, he, he manages the finances. And then any money that they're bringing in, they're basically using it to smoke a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. They're not... Yeah. They're not. They're not turning this over and and buying like flashy cars and houses mm-hmm. and and flaunting their wealth like somebody else. Twin flames. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I had a cough there. <laughs> yes. So and um, I don't. Okay. I'll I'll save this for later because I wanna I wanna touch on things that they don't spend money on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I got you. Um. So uh, we also start to see here more and more of the talk of they control people. They're, they're, they're very – The conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theories start to come up here. Yeah. And a lot of it is like anti-government stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is and uh, they believe in that 9-11 was fake. Oh, or, I didn't see that. Yeah, they, they believe in the 9-11 conspiracy that it was a government – do you think um, they, they're full-on QAnon or part QAnon or... Well, this was before QAnon, so no, I don't think they're like that at all. Um, I think they're just a, they're just anti-corporation, anti-big religion. I think they're also anti-government. And anti-government, yeah. And um, But they, they have this thought when you see them online where they're telling people to wake up, like they're the only ones with this secret knowledge. Mm-hmm, right. And like, you know, pretty much anybody... Like, basically co- trying to coerce people to, like, up and quit their jobs, abandon your families, and come join us. Yeah. And it's like, you, you're being controlled by the government. Everybody knows they're being controlled by the government. We all know that yeah. government sucks. We all know we're kind of fucked. Yeah. And <laughs> all we're trying to do is just get through the next day. Yeah. We just, we can't gum, we can't get to the same point where you did. I can't be like, okay, you know, 10-year-old daughter, I'm I'm gone. Daddy's gone. He got right. tired of, I realized that I'm uh, I'm not going to be a slave to the interest mm-hmm. anymore. And See ya. Yeah, let me emphasize that Amy, when she walked out of that dinner, she left her kids too. Yep. She had three kids that she abandoned. Yes. So, um, yeah, there is just this idea to me of like when they, when they talk about we have this like knowledge that other people don't know about mm-hmm. the government and how they're controlling you and you're, you're red-pilled or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, you do realize most people know that the government sucks. <laughs> like, we know. Mm-hmm. We just can't either do anything about it or we just are tired and mm-hmm. <laughs> don't want to do anything about it. And we're not going to believe in far-fetched conspiracy theories. And, yeah, we're not going to believe in far-fetched conspiracy theories. I don't right. think that – I myself don't think that um, – uh, there was uh, that nine eleven was an inside job. Was an inside job. Mm-hmm. I don't think that COVID was a a plot to control us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I I do think these two things though. Once the government had the power, they didn't relinquish relinquish power back to the people after these two events. So after 9-11, we didn't go back to the freedom that we had before 9-11. Right. After COVID, we haven't gone back to the freedoms that we had before COVID. Right. So for every big event, there is the government doesn't give us back what they take from us, or mm-hmm. we allow them to take from us. Right. And um, especially with 9-11, I see that. Mm-hmm. Like now, 20-something years later, it took me a long time to see it. <laughs> well, like, yeah. honestly, because yeah. like after 9-11, you're a little, little younger mm-hmm. than I was, but I was like, oh, they can listen to my phone calls. You know, I have nothing to hide. I don't care if they look at my internet, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, the government can look at that if it's stopping terrorism. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, the government doesn't need to look at that because they're not stopping terrorism anymore. They're just wanting to look at it. Right. In my early teens, I was watching 9-11 conspiracy videos. Okay. And wondering, like, like I'm having doubts. Like, it was this an inside job? Like, what, like, I'm thinking, like, is our government, like, truly fucking evil? Stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's that. It's it's hard to pull off that level of of evil. Well, of not only evil, but just like not that having kind people of plan plan. Yeah. yeah, keeping things secret. Yeah, that's why it's hard to, for me to understand like the the conspiracy theories. Uh, a lot of those conspiracy theories, but they believe them. They believe all of these conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and they also believe that you know there are there are higher beings. Like uh, you don't die, you ascend. Mm-hmm, right. So so. Robin Williams is still alive. He just ascended, so and he was going to come. You know, he was he was talking back to to everybody. Mm-hmm. So this is when we start to see the conspiracy theories, and um, the next person we get to is Andrew, the third Father God. Father God number three. Yes, pretty Father God. Um, okay, so how Andrew gets involved is that Amy and Mike are on shrooms for thirty six hours, mm-hmm. and they like. Like, beckon Andrew to come take shrooms with them. Mm-hmm. And I think in that shroomy session, Amy, quote, realizes that Andrew is the third father god. I think I think Amy sees Andrew and wants to bang him. Yeah, because he's the cute one, right? He's not an unattractive guy <laughs> yeah. compared to compared, compared to Paul Paul Jack. Well, yeah, anybody compared to Paul Paul Jack, but <laughs> we should probably just call him White Eagle so people don't get confused. Yeah, I shouldn't call him Paul Paul Jack. I think, yeah, that's probably not cool. Um, White Eagle... And even like Michael um, are not, they're not, they're not great looking guys. Mm-hmm. White, White Eagle's an old, old man. Right. And Mike isn't terrible looking. Mike's not a terrible looking guy, but mm-hmm. he's just kind of very average and kind of, kind of yuppie looking. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is, is Andrew the one that was a soldier? No, that's the next one. The next one. Okay, I'm getting my my I'm getting my father gods confused because there's so fucking many of them. Uh, yeah. So Andrew's the one who didn't actually want to have sex with her. He he's like I he didn't, didn't find, find her, her attractive. attractive. Yes. Um, and she isn't as attractive as she was earlier. Right. Let's just let's say like the the farther along she gets, and the farther along this this cult progresses. The, the less attractive the, people get. Yeah, the less attractive people get, and the worse Amy's health gets. Yeah, um, and that's just not her. Like we're gonna get to some other people who, like, when you look at their pictures of them, like when, before they started the cult, mm-hmm. and now you're just like, dude, I would have totally like thought you were hot back then, and now you look like a smelly hippie who I don't even <laughs> want to be around. Yeah, like just yeah, it's it's. It is drastic. Mm-hmm. The changes are drastic. Um, so Andrew has sex with her anyway. 
Yes, he starts they, having sex with her. They get high, they have sex with her, and then they... He thinks he needs to have sex with her for ascension right. issues. Okay, and then they marry, quote, 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 marry. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other notes about that? Uh, let's see. We, um, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, Andrew is on unemployment and yeah, is he's giving get, all his money. He's making like $700 a month. A week, huh? A week? Oh, yeah, a week. I forget. Yeah, it's a week. Um, they're in, are they in Colorado at this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's giving all of his money to Mike. Michael, yeah, to, to and he's just buying copious amounts of drugs. Mm-hmm. As he said, he was basically paying to keep us all high 24-7. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're high all day, every day. And Andrew, and, uh, I, Andrew, I don't think believes the Mother God stuff, like, I, or maybe he believed it at the time, but he's fallen out of it since leaving the cult. Right. By the way, when they leave the cult, they go back to their. their in the documentary, they go back to their original names. Right. So if he had another name, they aren't using it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what his what his uh, quote ascension name or whatever it would have been. Uh, um. But he literally blames Michael for feeding this mother god complex that she's having. So he's like, dude, I would try to talk to her. And this is the first time you hear about alcoholism too. Right. He's like, she. he talked about her getting drunk and passing out every night. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how no one would confront her. Right. That nobody in the, and, and now we're getting other members into this group. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're getting followers. We're going to talk about the followers in a few minutes. Right. But he talks about how nobody would check her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would check her. And, like, sometimes she would have a moment of clarity saying that she's a fraud. Right. And then it would all snap back and she was Mother God. Mm-hmm. And Michael was feeding this Mother God. Yeah, he's reinforcing this idea. And then monetizing it. Right. Um, yeah, at this point they're getting paid for Ascension class- classes. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they have, they're, their online presence is getting stronger and stronger and People are gravitating towards this. Right. And it's funny because the weird thing about this to me is you don't see you don't see Amy as a cult leader. You don't see her. You, we don't even have a lot of videos of her like preaching or doing one-on-one sessions like you yeah, see. With we like, don't see that for a, a while. And very few clips very of few, it. Very few, yeah. It, I don't think that like – yeah, I don't think this. I don't think anybody considered this like a church. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of like formal preaching going on. Right. Um, they talk about how they would sit like all day in Amy's room and listen to her talk. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was like probably her equivalent of like preaching. And you know the funny thing is when I the videos I see of her talking, she's not that smart. She's not like. She has a very good speaking voice. Okay. She's. She is a little raspy, but right. But she she knows how to say things and make them sound interesting. Oh, I don't think they're interesting really? at all. I, okay. I've just, well, I you have just you have such a, you have such an issue with this, I think, and like you're you're so like anti like this is this is so fucking ridiculous, and I can't like stop and like really like assess how she's speaking and what she's doing exactly. Uh, maybe so. Maybe just because when I hear the words, I'm just like, you're such an idiot. Right. Like, like I'm like, the words you're saying, you're dumb. You're, yeah. you're just, you're, you're undereducated. Right. No, I'm, I'm listening to her talk, and I'm trying to analyze, like, how are people feeding into this? Okay. 
I see when I when I hear the words that come out of her mouth, mm-hmm. the things she says, I'm like, this is just someone who's high, right? And like you just kind of brush them off and you go by, right? It's like when the 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 people who are high on the street corners yell at you and talk mm-hmm. to you, and you're just like, yeah, okay, and you just keep going with yeah, your life. But this isn't that. But see, I don't I don't find her. What she's saying is no different than what they say. Right. But the way she's delivering it is totally different. Okay. She is... I feel you are a little enamored with this woman. I am impressed by how far it got. Okay. And um, I see a lot of... I see a lot of um, uh, parallels between the way she spoke... And her, what she spoke about and what I spoke about and talked about when I was manic and what I was posting. Do you feel this is like an uh, um, affirmation for you that you were okay, better than what you thought you were then? Is that why you no, were so... No, cool? I feel okay. like this is an affirmation that, oh, I was really fucked up. Okay, okay. Like, this girl is fucking high all the time and she's saying almost the exact same shit that I was saying when I was manic, like, no, this in no ways, this is, I'm no, this in no way justifies how I acted when I was manic and what I talked about. Um, but she just, at the beginning, she's, Amy is so kind mm-hmm. and like ethereal almost in her presentation that I think that's what like, that's what people gravitate at. They're like, this woman is the nicest person on the planet or she's just like, and she's so at this point she's so, she's still so beautiful, and like people and she has a lot of woo, and she and she does like to spend money. They talk about that. Like this mm-hmm. is a time that she starts to have a lot of um, spending sprees. Mm-hmm. Um, she is going on Amazon and buying a bunch of stuff. She buys a lot of dresses. She mm-hmm. likes to have those flowy all dress. the crystals and stuff. Yeah. The hippy dippy dresses. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one other thing about Andrew is. He literally feels like he failed um, in saving her because he Mm. felt like he was trying to save her because he saw through what was going on and I think saw her as an alcoholic. Right, which she is. Which she is. And uh, and just from that, he just, he could not break her out of the, the cult. Right. She's the cult leader who has enslaved the cult. Do you see that? Uh, yeah, she she becomes, she basically she becomes the the golden the golden calf or whatever it, that people are immortalizing. This is, a, this is a weird cult to me because of mm-hmm. this, because I don't think in the end she is a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Like she's not she's not um, uh, uh, Jones or Manson mm-hmm. or any of these things where she's really in control. Of this whole cult. I don't right. think she is in control of this at all over the last couple of years. I think she is almost a prisoner of the cult, but the cult deifies her. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, like the cult is it doesn't even know what it's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is such in, in such a bad sh- uh, shape mm-hmm. because of alcoholism right. that she can't tell them. She can't enforce them. She can't bring anything to them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and that puts them in a very vulnerable situation. Right. And so we come out of Andrew, which is Father God number three. We get so to does Fa- Andrew leave? He leaves. Yes. He's not a member of it. And we get to Father God number four, which is the Marine. 
Oh, I, I have in my notes, Mike and Amy push Andrew out. And they tell him to shut up and leave, or leave. Okay. Um, um, let's see. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's finish up with the... Um, so this is... this After Andrew leaves, this is when people start showing up. Okay, we're getting more and more people, right? Yeah, so like 20 people are coming to Amy's house. They're partying, they're doing drugs, and they're like feeling, quote, ascension. Right. Um, and um, this is kind of, and yeah, we're starting to realize that, yeah, Amy is an alcoholic. She's just, seems like an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see her, this is, they're doing a lot of live streaming here. Mm-hmm. And you always see Amy, like, seated, and, and, and she is she looks pretty stoned. And they just feel this this energy when they walk in. I don't even know at this point if it's Amy's energy that they're feeling or the energy of the other people who are all high. Right. I think well, this is... Because I don't think Amy's woo is as there anymore. Right. This is a kind of like... like I think this is like a, a prehistoric thing where when you get a bunch of really happy people together, everyone feeds off of that. You think that that Amy is the campfire that they're meeting around? Yeah, and um, and everyone likes to sit around a campfire. It makes them feel warm and cozy, and right. all these things safe. Right. Yes. And this is when I say prehistoric, I mean like humans are pack animals. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with this so too. So we're we're finding the they're finding their quote they're finding their pack. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a lot of people, and a lot of these people are coming that are coming have a lot of traumas, a lot of childhood abuse. Some of them don't. Some of them don't. But a significant um, few do. Yes, there is some sexual assaults of mm-hmm. children and stuff like that that that's talked about. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to get to that uh, in a few minutes. Yes. Let's get um, through the, the last. The second to last. Second to last, Father God. Which was John Henry. Right. And John Henry was a Marine. Um, yes. And I guess, you know, they don't talk. He talks. He's he's in it. He's still in the the cult and everything like that, or the mm-hmm. the group. But it's almost like he doesn't really have a whole lot to say. He's like a stopover point. He is as a marine. He and I don't know if this happened because he would have served. Um, he probably deployed. I don't remember if they said that he deployed or not. Mm-hmm. But he said his um, the terms of his. Of his contract, contract at, with was the military, six years on, plus two. two years off. Yeah. So this was during his two years that he was off. Uh, I think it was six years active and two years reserve is how he would how it's explained. It okay. So it's not on and off. He wasn't deployed. He wasn't like in Afghanistan for six years. You don't deploy that long. Right. We don't deploy that long any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the most you deploy is like one year. Okay. In your uh, in your contract. Um. And, or six months. Um, uh, sometimes what they do is deploy you six months, six months, and sometimes that runs over. You can maybe get 14 months deployment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, neither here nor there. Let's get back to, he was a Marine, but he seems so, he's so not alpha. Like, he's not what you would, like, if you met this dude in the street, you wouldn't think Marine. Yeah, he's, Marine. he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty reserved. Like, he, your dad was a Marine. Yes. And do you feel, like like, a lot of Marines are like, Marine for life. Yeah. Like, if, when you become a Marine, you're a Marine for life. You're right. always a Marine. Yeah. This guy is My dad's got the hat and the bumper sticker and everything. Yeah. Yeah. This guy just does not feel that to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I did my, my tour and I'm done. Right. 
He's like, doesn't care. That it, like, it's not his lead personality. It's, I'm a Marine. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's not that kind of Marine. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, um, so I don't feel that alpha personality with this guy at all. No, I think he probably has some PTSD. I think he has PTSD. Um, and... Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes on John Henry. I don't either. Um, it's kind of like he's a blip. He is almost a blip. I think he's bisexual, though. Okay. Um, Why? Well, immediately within him, he has this vision that there is two father gods. And that's where we bring in the fifth and final father god. Mm-hmm. So he is almost brought in by... John, John just, I think John didn't want to have this, like, all this pressure of being a father god and everything like that. He was always going to be a beta male. So you think that he just made it up? I think, I think. I mean, this is all made up, but, like, he intentionally made it up so that he wouldn't have to be the primary father god. I think partly that and partly the other thing is, is, like, he, they never get into this, and I don't know why, but I don't see it as being him not being kind of in a bisexual sense because he actually suggested bringing in another man. Okay. And I didn't catch that at all. But, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and this is where there was a guy that joins that um, right around John Henry shows up. There's a guy that joins that cleans out his bank account in his 401k and gives it to um, them, to yes. Mike. And uh, let's see if I still have the list of characters up on my stuff. I will. Yeah, I do. If it will reload real quickly, I can tell you. Uh, and uh, Commander Buddha is what he they call him. Yes, that guy. Um, he comes in and he's, what is his role? Is he selling products? Is he making colloidal silver? Uh, he's just a salesman. So okay. at this point, they're all like selling you stuff. They're selling you crystals, and they sell you uh, colloidal silver. Yeah, which they're making themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and <laughs> it has silver in it. Right. Now, silver is a heavy metal, mm-hmm. and they're asking you to put this in your body. Right. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but heavy metals do not belong in the body. Yeah, it's heavy metal toxicity. They're heavy selling metal. heavy metal toxicity as a healing supplement, mm-hmm. which is because it has electrolytes. Right, yeah, you know, it's it, you, Gatorade's not enough. Well, plants crave electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know what uh, that's from, huh? Yes, I know that's from Idiocracy. Uh, PSA, guys, please do not take colloidal silver. Yeah, it's um, not, I don't think it's it's regulated by the FDA. I don't think that's no, a good thing. No, but it, they are, people are selling it as supplements. You can order it online. Please, for the love of God, don't take this. There are there is no research backing that it is therapeutic in any way, shape, or form. So this is about the time that they start selling this, and this when in the documentary they say they they start to talk about how much they're selling just different things. Right. Now the now they're monetizing monetizing this group even more, mm-hmm. and they're monetizing this woman even more. Right. And I think it does take it's taking its toll on her. Mm-hmm. Like she, I don't think she wants this. Right. I think she likes the money. She I'm likes sure, the yeah. toys. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the problem is, is she's turning to alcohol as a coping mechanism more and more. Mm-hmm. Do you think at this point she is 
she is feeling like she is a total fraud and she's misleading these people. I think she, you can already see her lashing out too, how she talks to some of the is, women. Yeah, she's starting to get angry. At, yeah. At, yeah, at some of the girls and women in this group. Mm-hmm. It is not like, it is not nice. No. It's not. So the woo factor the, goes away. Yeah, it's kind of dying. Um, uh, yeah, so do we want to talk about Fifth Father God? Yeah, I think we need to touch on Fifth Father God here, and we have a lot more to say about him as we go. We do. So um, I think what we should do is we should touch on him and our first ideas about him, and then we're going to circle back probably again and again to him because he's going to be really pivotal through this story. Yes. Um, so the fifth father God's name is Jason Castile. Castillo. 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 It starts. It's it. It ends in an O. So Castillo. Castillo. Castillo whatever. Castillo. Um. He. <laughs> the way he is introduced in the documentary is the first thing we see is him, his leg out of the out bath, of the shower, getting out of yeah. the shower with an ankle bracelet on. Yeah. So this man is a criminal. Quality guy. Yeah. Um. He had the. F- his left front tooth is cracked in half. And dying. And, yeah, pretty much dead. Um, he is, like, stereotypical white okay. trash. This is the vibe I get off of him. Okay. Joe Exotic. He's, yeah, he's like a, he's like a really straight wannabe alpha male Joe Exotic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's even all that straight. I think he is. He might be bisexual. Maybe. I, I think. Maybe, I think meth just makes you like really sexually fluid. Uh, maybe. <laughs> like I, I mean, he's like one meth. of those guys for meth who would probably, if a gay dude was like, "Hey, can you put it in my butt?" He'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that's so, just the vibe I get off of him. I don't know. So the very first time they introduce him and that I see him on the documentary, I am instantly uncomfortable. He is not a. He just has that look of someone who makes you feel uncomfortable. He is unhinged. Um, it's, and, 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 it's, and, it's in his eyes. It's He's not, just unhinged. Let me, let me rephrase that. He doesn't make me feel uncomfortable like I think he can kick my ass or anything like that. I don't, no, I don't, definitely not. I don't feel, that, feel that about this man. He's not physically intimidating. I feel this. First off, he never wears a shirt. Put a shirt on, man. Yeah, put a fucking shirt on. You're skinny. Like, like the entire time. I think he thinks he's ripped. He's not. He's, he's skinny. Skinny right. and ripped aren't the same thing. Um, second thing, he is a dude who looks like he would like drug a girl, like straight up. Yes. This is like, this dude looks like a predator toward weaker, weaker people. I think he is a predator. He's not, he's not a predator. Not a sexual predator. Maybe, 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 maybe so. I don't know. I I think they mentioned that in his rap sheet, but anyway, I think he's also like, was, they talked about him being, um, he, uh, uh, abandoned or he, he was neglectful towards his children, neglectful to his children, but not like. Or an endangerment, and the mm-hmm. endangerment was neglect. Right. It wasn't like it wasn't abuse. like physical abuse, yeah. Uh, but he's just one of those guys that when you look at, you can definitely tell that, like, if he thinks he is in a, a position of strength, he is going to exploit that. Mm-hmm. And if he and he does. Yes. I think he really does. He's not he's not a strong guy. No. I, I don't think he is a guy who is is extremely intimidating in any way shape or form but i do think that like if this guy can get in a position of strength mm-hmm. he's a guy that he would utilize it he's a guy who like if he could if he had a good friend who was bigger and stronger mm-hmm. he would use that guy right he takes advantage of people yeah yeah 
not 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 in a cool way, like a con artist kind of way, you know, like a cool like high end con artist. Right. No, like a shitty con artist, like like a dude who would like like if you befriended him and he came over to your house, he would steal your four wheeler. Yeah, a guy that uses and abuses people. Yeah, so that that's just my feel of 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 Jason. Mm-hmm. Does he ever? Uh, and he is the uh, father of all creation. Is the father he becomes? Yes. Um. Who's the uh, the father, uh, the multiverse father? Oh, that's um. Is that John or John? That? That's John. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Jason I, is creepy. So how I um, how I see it now. First of all, we're we're hearing more conspiracy theory stuff at this time too. Mm-hmm. By the way, they they yeah. also drop some more stuff about the government controlling you. Blah blah blah. That right. kind of stuff. Here is how literally I have it written down. Jason is a wolf in the sheep den. Okay. There's no alpha in that house. He is a wolf. Correct. He is going, he he is able. He is a lone wolf. He is a, he's one of those diseased, nasty wolves. He actually talks about the people. He's a rabid wolf. He talks about the people and calls them, I'm going to be honest with you, these motherfuckers in my house. Right. And The first day he gets there, he... He, I, I don't know if he, they don't, he doesn't name himself Father God, but when he realizes what position, what kind of position that puts him mm-hmm. in, he becomes possessive. And I think from day one, he was saying the words that pe- they were saying and stuff like that. And he, he doesn't have one fuck, he doesn't care. He doesn't right. believe it. He's he not a hippie. It. He's not a stoner. No. He is, he's a methy. He's a meth head. Yeah. That's, there's a huge difference. Absolutely. So you see this as, like, to me, you, He's an opportunist. Yeah. Um, she He fixes a, a lamp for her. Right. And she's like, you're brilliant. Again, yeah. this is just one of those things that drunk people do. This is something that Amy does over and over again is calling everyone brilliant. Mm. Um, this is this is how, this is part of her, her wooing is she calls everyone brilliant and amazing and just like lights them up. Mm-hmm. I've seen this level of alcoholism before, and I understand where it's coming from. I, I, I've seen women like this, mm-hmm. where when they're in this inebriated state, they just look at somebody who does anything for them, and they think they're the, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely easy to be that when you don't have to deal with that woman being drunk all the time. And so Jason has just walked in the door. It's right. very easy. So he fixes a lamp. She calls him brilliant. I think that like flips the the light on that there are really no there's no alpha male in this community, right? Even John, there's no alpha in general. Yeah, like Amy's not an alpha. She really isn't. And then you have John, who is still a a, a father god. He's not gone, mm-hmm. but he's not an alpha male, right? So this allows this guy to basically take control. Yes, and he does. He asserts dominance over right. everybody. And that's where we start to see some, um, you know, you see these people, the, 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 the community, the group. How do you see them? Like, what do you look at them as? Jason? No. Oh, them? Like, every other person. And we're, let's, I think we should move on to them, and then we'll hit Jason a few more times. Okay. So how do you see, like, the group of people? Like, what do I think they are? Yeah. Um, 
I just think that they are a group of very vulnerable people. I think they're children. Yeah. But I, I honestly, when you look at this whole situation, it is a bunch of kids. There are a bunch of young girls. No. Uh, and not like young. Like, not like young, young, but like. No, like, I'm, I'm talking about almost mentally they're children. They right. just want to be children. Like they they're didn't. all adults here, except for there are there are kids there. There were some kids. There were some kids, but I think they were taken. By a grandmother. By a grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's. And we'll touch on her. Yeah. Um, but like when you look at the cast of these people, they're 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 children. Like the the house they live in is decorated like they, it was decorated by children. Right. You know, it's just there's no thought in anything, and mm-hmm. it's like they don't know how to adult. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you that sort of that sense of this person is a grown up, but is a child in their mind mm-hmm. is very related to trauma. So, and, and this is the thing. It, I'm not saying that, like, these kids or these these people are really children or they're, they're slow or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, they're willing to give up all of their control to this woman and whoever she chooses to be with. Right. And when Jason comes in. Like, they're calling her mother. They're yeah. calling them father. Yeah. So, when Jason comes in, he is, he just, he lands in a, a situation that's ideally suited for someone to take advantage of. Absolutely. And he did. Mm-hmm. So I think that all these people that are there, male and female, all have this like weird thing where they just want to relinquish the adultness that they have mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You right. think it's trauma? I don't think it's always trauma. I don't I- think all of them are traumatized. I think a lot of them are just kind of like – I went through this, I think everybody goes through this phase, like in college, where you're just kind of fed up with how things actually work, and you want to escape. Okay. They're escapists. They don't want to deal with reality, so they want to create their own reality. So they believe in all this far-fetched nonsense that Amy and all the father gods are feeding them. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, except for John's not really feeding any any illusions. All right, so let's get into a couple of the people here uh, in the the main people in the cult, um, and and you're going to see quite a few of these these people, and they they come up and they do the little interviews and they're the ones talking. Um, there are well, we've already talked about the father gods, right? So as far as the uh, women go, um, how do you say that first thing that he, she calls them? Archaea. Archaea. Which, is that like a female archangel? Maybe. Let me Google it real quick. So we have Archaea Hope, Archaea Aurora, and Archaea Faith. Now, Faith is the first one. She is brought in, and she actually has some legitimacy to her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Archaea is the term used for um, feminine as- for a, fem- a feminine aspect or female counterpart, sometimes referred to as a twin flame. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. So another twin flame. Another reference to twin flame, twin flames and all that. So uh, Faith is the first one that comes in. Well, not the first one that comes in. She is brought in because she actually has some legitimacy. That's the British one, right? That's the British one. Yes. She is traveled, well-traveled. Yeah, she's traveled. She's visited like 43 <laughs> countries or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I hit the mic with my um, my glasses. Um, she... I think she said she does. She does Reiki. She um, does um, healing sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very spiritual. I think she might have been a yoga instructor too. 
Um, so she's very into the witchy woohoo new age stuff. Um, and she's, and she is legitimate cause she is like certified in certain things. Right. She is the one who, she isn't making this up as she's going. She's learning it from other people and bringing it in with her. Right. Whereas Amy is just making this up as she goes. Amy is just getting high and saying whatever fucking thought goes through her head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other two women that we have a lot of coverage of three, we have three, um, we have hope and Aurora. Hope and Aurora are both beautiful girls. Right. And, and Faith actually is still very beautiful. Right. But you could see the years of the drug use on, like, Aurora and Faith, mo- Aurora and, and Hope more than the other ones. Right. Like, you could – they're still pretty, but you just like, man, like, it's, it's – their faces are just not there, you know? And it's not meth. It's just – It's – it's, I mean, hell, it could be meth. We don't know how much, what they were using. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, you also think that maybe they're doing speed or taking um, Adderall, Adderall uh, something like that. Um, because they all seem to have, okay, this is another thing. These well, people. Well, all, actually, let me tell you what I think it is. Okay. I think it's, um, I think it's the aftermath of what malnourishment does to your body. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna get to Mount We're gonna get to that. Okay. Yeah. So um, these three, and especially I think uh, Hope and Aurora, and maybe not so much Faith, um, they are. I think they see themselves as disciples, right? Of 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 Amy. Of Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope is the scribe. She literally writes down everything yeah. that's going on. There are bins of notebooks. Mm-hmm. That they pull like out. Like, every minute of her life, she's yeah. she's just writing she's it down. like, following Amy and just documenting everything she does. And we're, sometimes weird things, sometimes not. She documents what she eats. That gets into an eating disorder we, we're going to get to. How many times she sneezes. Yes. Yeah. Just And just really, really weird stuff. Right. Sometimes it's how to prep food. Right. And her writing style is so childish. Yeah. She, like, she's putting hearts over her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's making little swirlies with her S's, and yeah, she's, it's it's very, yeah, it is very childish. And, um, but she gets very mad and, ab- and abrasive. She's not really good at articulating, neither am I all the time, but uh, she's, she cusses, she lashes out a lot at people. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not that hippie that's just like, whatever, man. Yeah, she's not like, love everybody, like, Cheech Chong, let's just be chill. She is. She lashes out more than almost anybody yes. I've seen, other than later Amy. Right. Yes. She, uh, and she's very angry at her parents. Her mom. Her mom, in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And her parents got divorced. And that is, I think, the end of the trauma that this, this person has seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's kind of like, that's the end of your trauma. I mean, we don't know how bad the divorce was or whatever, but... I don't know. Um, I went through a pretty bad... I've seen a pretty bad divorce. I went through one as a child. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy. Like... Yeah, I mean, half of all American marriages in a divorce. Right. So, so other than that, like... But, I mean, just because it's common doesn't mean that it's not traumatic. <sighs> Bro, you joined a cult. Your mom tried to reach out to you. And her mom gets interviewed. Right. Um, they get mad. She is very. She she calls her mom out and like, oh, this one person in my family is looking for. And I'm like, yeah, your mom cares about you and is worried about you because you're in a cult. Yeah. And she like yells at her like, Debbie, stop it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
So yeah, I'm in no way justifying like her behavior and her lashing out to her to her towards her mother. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that this that her past traumas probably like led her to this cult. Maybe, but it just seems like this is one that you. Oh man, yeah. I mean, there, there's always consequences. There's always you know routes. There's always what we can say, mm-hmm. but there are just. There's sometimes when I look at it and I'm like, man, you just don't have an excuse. Like you, 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 you don't have it. Yeah. You no. Know? And you know, for her, it might be as simple as she doesn't want to be an adult, so she joined a cult. See, yeah, and and see, this is one of the things that, like, in in my own family, I had a um, I had a family member who uh, went through divorce, mm-hmm. but the rest of his life was pretty damn good. It wasn't that bad. He wasn't abused. He didn't have, you know, a horrible home life, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. He was given middle classness. Right. And teenage years acted out. Him and a friend who also considered himself to be in a horrible situation, because teenagers do this, decided to steal a car. Mm-hmm. Ended up driving like two towns over three towns over, trying to get away, um, get chased by the cops. They wreck the car, run away. Cops catch him, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't go to any kind of long-term jail because first-time offender, all this other stuff. But he thought, oh, it, my life is so bad that uh, this it led me to do all this stuff. Okay. And So, so not taking personal accountability. Yeah, I'm like, your life isn't that bad, dude. Like, when I was your age, you want to know the shit that I went through? Right. Because if you went through the shit I went through, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't do shit. Right. I'm like, you know, like, there's some deep-leveled shit that I don't want to get into on this. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. But, like, I'm like, and, like, there, I'm like, no, you haven't gone through, you went through a little divorce? whoop de doo Do you see your father every weekend that you want to? Yeah. Okay, what, what what's your bitch? <laughs> Do you have food on the table every night? Are you ever eating a fucking butter sandwich because that's all you got in the house? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's and that's valid. And so, like, um, it's it's very hard for me to, like, have pity for people who are like, oh, uh, my parents divorced. Right. Some oh. people just don't have perspective. Yeah. Like, they take a bigger step back, mm-hmm. you know, and understand a few other things and then, you know, come and talk to me. But so so I do have issue with like that one person, like with her story of how she got there. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like you're just a kind of a brat, you're kind of a whiny little, you know, I didn't get my way kind of person. Okay. And yeah, I think she's just avoiding adulthood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the case. That's probably in her case. That's mm-hmm. probably what's going on. All right. So we got um, Hope, we got uh, Faith and Aurora. They become oracles right uh yes so they create a team of oracles to connect with the galactics and announce their messages and so these two are 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 interpreting what robin williams is saying so when we say this we mean what they're actually doing is getting really fucking high and writing down any subconscious thoughts they're having any like any stream of consciousness they're not good no like now, this is a time where they start to keep track. Uh, they, they decide that being skinny, the lighter you are, the higher your vibrations. Yes, this is something Faith says, that mm-hmm. 
to ascend, you have to relinquish um, your your ego, which is apparently food and sleep. Those are two parts of ego. And this is where it gets really culty for me, mm-hmm. is when um, just the cult in general, not just Amy, starts controlling everyone's everyone's food consumption and amount of sleep they're getting. Yeah. This, these are torture um, devices. The, okay, we could go with that. I don't think they're torturing them. They're not. No, I don't but think But you that, definitely see this is, everybody this is, getting very skinny. This can be a form of torture. Like in the videos, you see people getting extremely skinny. Extremely. Uh, Buddha, Commando Buddha. Loses 100 pounds. Yeah. Because he's eating, what, fucking oatmeal like one, one time a day? And during this part of the documentary, every time you see Amy, she's in bed. Right. All the time. She's never out. She's never moving. She's always in bed. And there Was it John? One of the father gods called her lazy. Oh, that was um that was Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Andrew said she was a little bit lazy. Mm-hmm. Um I think he didn't like I think he was like, uh, she wasn't that good in bed, she wasn't that pretty, and she was kinda lazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there's that's Amy in a nutshell. Um but yeah. So um, yeah, they create a team of oracles. They're monitoring Amy's food intake and weight. Um, at, at one point, she's 100 pounds. Um, they do talk about how her mother talks about how she had an eating disorder growing up. Um, so she, there's a history of anorexia there, and they, and they have a daily weight log. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, who's the scribe? Hope. Hope. Hope is writing down, like, multiple times a day what her weight is, yeah. monitoring her weight. Because she has to be between 103 and 104 to get on the, the, the spaceship to ascend. Right. Um, so we find out about that. <laughs> yeah, we find out about that. Uh, from, the, from the oracles? I think so. I think during, during one of their trips. Um, but I think, I think we're getting a little, a little ahead of ourselves, too. Yeah, I think the um, other person we want to talk about is... Uh, Sarah. Okay, I was going to talk about El... Um, Aaron? No, El Marara. What's how, what's it, how's it spelled? Let me see. M O Y R A. M O Y R A. Moy. Oh, Moira. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Moira. El Moira, whatever that means. Yeah. You speak more Spanish than I do. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know what Moira. So this is a guy. He's very, very, very grateful, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely hippie. Uh, he is just the excuse maker to me. You, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes. He just, he makes excuses left and right for... He is deep in the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like, deep in there. Um, and I think he provides to me, and we're going to talk about this in just a second, um, kind of what I think the overall thing about this cult is. Uh, I think the other one we want to talk about is Aaron first. Mm-hmm. Erin is a mother of two who shows up one day. Yes, she came with her kids. Um, and uh, she ended up staying in the cult for years. And this is the, the grandmother that picked up the kids. Grandmother picks up the kids one day. And she hasn't seen her kids in years now. Yes, because she's been in the cult for years. Yeah. So this woman has now chosen this cult over her own children. Right. So just, just put that perspective in there. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems overly happy she and this this is this is one of the members that has severe childhood trauma 
Yes. Sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she is trying to escape. Okay. And that's what this cult means to her is like pure escape and freedom. Okay, you think that escape is more important to her than her kids? Like it's yeah, she okay. chose this over her kids. Okay, like she, you think that she like her, her like mom, getting she, that tr- she couldn't talk to a counselor, she couldn't get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, I'm gonna come here, and I guess this is a good time to talk about this is where in the cult, the, the cult, the religion, the whatever it is mm-hmm. that the group whatever. mother is now taking the pain of the entire earth mm-hmm. in a Jesus Christ kind of crucifixion way. Yes. She is absorbing all of this so all everybody else can be free. So everyone can ascend. ascend. Yes. Um, I think Aaron also genuinely believes that Amy is God. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, like, there's several of these I think people. Moira believes that. Um I think faith and and faith? no, not faith. No. I think hope does. Hope does. And I think Aurora, ninety yeah. percent. Maybe yeah. I think she is a little bit less. Right. I think she's a little bit more. I think Buddha. Grounded. Yeah. Buddha's in I mean, there. Buddha has to. He gave all his money away. Yeah. I don't think Michael. Hmm. John maybe. Um. I don't. No. I think John would have left if not. Yeah. Unless he just really has no place else to go. I th- it might be that. It might be that he wants to, like, he feels protective over Amy. Um, ah, but he's such a beta male. He, yeah, he, I mean, yeah. He like, has he's not no, fighting back about what no happens yeah, he's to not. He's not fighting against uh, Jason when Jason lashes out and does right. stupid shit. And you're a Marine. You went through Marine training. Right. You should like, have. You could, you could totally overpower this guy. He's yeah. a skinny bitch. Um, yeah, so Aaron gives up her entire life. Mm-hmm. Because I think, yeah, partly because she is trying to escape and partly because she, like, really, really believes in Amy. Okay. You think, like, she feels like every day she lives better because Amy is taking away the pain, the guilt, and the remorse of her being, like, sexually assaulted as a child? Yeah, I think so. You think it does actually help her? I think she thinks that. Okay. Therefore, it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying it actually does. I'm right. saying she thinks it. She thinks that. Like, it's... She believes it's it. It's a placebo yeah. effect, for okay. sure. So, that's Aaron, and Aaron mm-hmm. has an important part to play in a few minutes. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we should talk to about Sarah real quick. Yes, Sarah's Sarah. a former member. Sarah came in late a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she... Said she was she was very sick for a long time. She had a lot of med- medical bills, mm, like half a million dollars worth of medical bills. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, she felt extremely overwhelmed right. because of it all. Yeah, um, and I don't know, like, I don't think she says, never says what she had. Yeah, never says what she has, and doesn't really talk about. I guess she found found them online, right? Um, and. Where was she in Colorado or did she travel from she somewhere else? Travels to Colorado. Okay. Where was she before? I'm not too sure. Okay. So yeah, she goes to Colorado. She becomes part of Love Has One. Mm-hmm. Um and then shit gets worse. And you, and the the thing you see with former members, I, I, I don't remember it with Andrew, but with Sarah especially, she never calls her mother God. No, she calls she, her Amy. She always calls her Amy. Amy did this, Amy did that. Amy, and she's seeing that she's in there during the decline, 
mm-hmm. and she pulls the the rip cord and she gets out. Yeah. Um, she calls her mom. She's like, "Mom, I need a hotel room and I need you to come pick me up." Yeah. And so she gets out. And literally, she looks so much better now. Like, did you see the she photo so, when she was so skinny and her head looked so like? Skinny. Yeah, her head looked like it was a like she was a bobblehead. She looked like it, it was like an orange on a toothpick. It looked like Sputnik. <laughs> Yeah, it was Pin. scary. Dean! It was so scary. All I can yeah. think of is, so I married an ex-murderer. Yeah, so so you're in this cult and you're starving. Um, and yeah, things are things are declining. And so what is happening. Okay, so she talks about the rules because she wanted a, a piece of pizza. Yes. And that's when they say food is an earthly possession and we don't need that. Right. Michael Mike, does. Mike says we don't spend money on food. Right. So they are literally not spending any money on food. Yeah. So um, I don't know how they're getting their food. I don't know what's going on. They're not eating much, if at all. Mm-hmm. But we know Amy's eating because they're making food for her. Right. And but they're not making, I guess they're not making her very much because she's still losing weight. But they talk about her eating a whole uh, Velveeta grilled cheese. Right. Ate it all. Woo. Yeah, in the, in the notes. It's, yeah, it's spelled the out. The notes like, are hilarious to me. And then, like, telling Mm-hmm. Very telling if you stop and start to read them. Yeah. Um, the other thing you see here is um, a hippie dude, El Moira. Um, he talks about, like, the donations mm-hmm. and how you're, you do not love Mother God if you don't fucking give donations. Mm-hmm. Very abusive language right. to some extent. Yeah, Hope says the same thing. Like, how would you, how do you, how would you not um, donate to God to help, to literally help God or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah, um, so they're they're totally in the Kool Aid. They are just it's 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 the it's fucking in, it's insane. It's okay. insane at this point. It is insane. All right, let's let's rewind the insanity mm-hmm. to a very pivotal split point. Okay, which is Jason has come in mm-hmm. to this situation. Right. Jason is not a good guy. We've talked about him being the mm-hmm. the the wolf in the sheep pen. Yeah, people are concerned. People are concerned. They feel they have to get mother away from him. Mm-hmm. So they run. Yeah. They they tell Amy that I think Robin Williams comes to them and says you need to move to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And at that point Amy and Jason's relationship is tumultuous. Very. He is doing a lot of meth. Yeah. How he's getting the meth, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't, how does anybody get meth? I, yeah, I don't know if they're buying it for him or what. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know drug dealers. Yeah. I don't know how to get drugs. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's taking a lot of meth. He's drinking a lot of alcohol. He is, um, and she's drinking a lot of alcohol. Here yes, too. you see her drunk a lot. Yes, because they said that after she did these. Um, Quote, these sessions where she takes on the pain of everyone. She has to release it. Yeah, by drinking. By drinking. A lot. And and, and who says this the most is Elmira. Yeah. He is the excuse maker. Mm-hmm. He is the one who's like, she's doing all this for us. How could you not expect her to drink? Yeah, to binge drink until she passes out. Yeah. Just insanity. It, it's it like this is you're watching someone drink themselves to death. Yes. And... They pull her away. They run her to a few of them. Not many of them. So the group splits here. Mm-hmm. One section of the group goes to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And the other section of the group is in Colorado, like her little hometown, which is, I think, in the southern part of Colorado and is very hippie-oriented. Mm-hmm. Not hippie-oriented, but very liberal, open-minded. Uh-huh. They're, they're not horrible. 
<laughs> and they go in, and there are a bunch of smelly hippies, and they're camping. And one of the girls, the one from South Florida, um, Aurora, yeah, talks about how she's never camped before. She didn't even know what they were going to do. Right. She lived in high-rises in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and um, they're living in this town, and they're literally camping. Mm-hmm. For six weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, man, I mean, like. If not, you're prepared to do it, but I don't think they were. I don't think they understood what camping for six weeks would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you're homeless, you camp all the time. Like right. there, are, there are these facilities, like, people do this for long periods of time, and you can do it. And in Colorado, at that period of time, it was probably that. And you did also see where, you know, the, the citizenry of the area was concerned because there was this group of hippies who moved in. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talked about then was, like, them lighting up blunts. Right, and it's a drought. Like a bad drought. Like a really bad drought, yeah. Like one, like, ember could set it off. And if, right. if you live west of the Mississippi and really west of Texas, drought becomes a very big thing. Right. Like, wildfires are a big thing yes. in California and all these areas. Yeah, the west coast. Yeah, most of the west coast. Yeah. So, you, you I think the people out there are much more like, uh, no. Right. Than we are here. Yeah, like there, there's there's a video of them. They're I guess they're they're live streaming or they're just recording themselves. Yeah. And um, one of them is trying to light up a blunt. Yeah, and someone off camera yells, "Are you guys smoking? Like, are you smoking?" And they're like, "Oh, we put it out." Yeah, because they don't want to get caught. But it's that that theory. Like, to me, that's this is telling of the group, like right here. Mm-hmm. Like you knew the rules, right? But you decided you wanted to get high. Mm-hmm. even though it could potentially... So that tells me that the group isn't as lovey-dovey as they want to be. They want to pretend. Mm-hmm. They just want to be high. Yeah. Like, if you're really, like, That's concerned... The motivation. Then you're not going to, like, take advantage of people. Later on, they actually also talk about this. This group in, in Colorado is, like, they would... to. They have such a huge online presence. Michael is driving this huge online presence. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to always live stream. Yeah, you have to be live streaming. So they don't have a house. They don't have internet. So where are they going? They're going to cafes. They're going to restaurants where there's free Wi-Fi. And they're sitting there for hours mm-hmm. live streaming. Until they get thrown out. Yeah, until they get kicked and out. Then they because have, they're not fucking ordering food. They don't they're, they, And then they have attitude when the person throws them out. Right. Which, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think they, they deserve to, like, be thrown out? I do. Yeah. If you're not order, if you're not actively, like, ordering food and you're there for literally, like, all day mm-hmm. just using the Wi-Fi... No, you are loitering at that point. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, and like they're like uh, this and that. Like, like they look shocked and like pissed off. Yeah, and like, and I'm like, I would have just sprayed a hose on you people. <laughs> like, get out. Like, like a cat. Bat. Get, get, get. <laughs> get out here, you hippie. <laughs> yeah. So smell a hippie. <laughs> just so we have like Cartman over there. <laughs> So we have these group of smelly hippies that are just loitering around this town. Um, and while this is going on, they, they, they pulled Mother out. They've gone to Oregon. And they leave Jason behind. Right. And so Mother God says, if he is meant to find me, it will happen. Right. And do you remember the time frame? 24 days. 24 days. He tracks her down in the middle of nowhere, Oregon. Yeah, he says. How? Yeah, how? Who? I don't know. He says that he drove, was it 90 miles? 
Nine hours. Was it 500? He drove nine hours. It was 500 miles. He said, I drove nine hours and 500 miles with 11 cents in my pocket. Mm -hmm. So how the fuck did he get gas? Like, what was he doing? I mean, you can can bump $5 here and there. Yeah. My biggest thing is this. Who told him? Who told him where they were? Right. Who spilled the beans? Who spilled the beans? I do not think there that there is any kind of like, you know, uh, uh, like Robin Williams didn't tell him. You know, the the, the no. Galactics didn't tell uh, him. Well, this, no. this is all bullshit. That is, it is complete bullshit. I think, I think Amy herself called him. You think so? Yeah. Okay. It's very possible. I think she. She was happy to see him when he showed up. Yeah. So why did she call him? I think because she loves this this trauma. You know, I think she likes having abusive men around her mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, she's She is such a not an alpha woman mm-hmm. that she doesn't understand that she's even being abused by this guy. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks she literally loves him. And, you know, alcohol and loneliness yeah. are are keys to this, I mm-hmm. think. And so she calls him up and he shows up 24 days later. Right. And I think they're literally happy living there for a little while. Mm-hmm. They're in a camper. They're in a camper for a little while, but they're in a beautiful area. They're swimming in lakes. It mm-hmm. looks like the, the, maybe the alcoholism is pulling back a little bit, mm-hmm. but then they decide to get a house. Yes. And I think that they have finances to get a house. Yeah. Because the the savings account has like $220,000 in it. Yeah. So yeah, they got they got some money. I don't know how they buy a house in Oregon. It must be in the middle of buttfuck nowhere where it doesn't cost that much cuz Why not? And the house didn't look like it was really new. Yeah, pretty, Oregon expensive. It looks pretty like 80s to me. Okay. Uh they they're living in this house and things seem to be going pretty well, but I think they're probably like also deteriorating. I think alcoholism is definitely a big thing here. Mm-hmm. And what happens next is Aaron. Aaron felt compelled, I guess, by the Galactics to burn some sage. In Oregon. in During some, a drought. Yeah, which is pretty much most of the year, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is the summertime. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, like, pretty much, from what I understand, Oregon doesn't rain Especially like, it's misty rain. But if you're over the mountains, like if you're over the Sierras, you're pretty much in a rain yeah, shadow. There is there's high desert, so there. Yeah, once you're past the high desert, mm-hmm. anything to the east of the high desert is pretty much drought. Even like Portland, it's like right along the coast, they get like misty shit. Yeah, we're not sure where in Oregon they are. Just middle of nowhere, so they're not Portland. Right. So I'm thinking they're kind of in the center part. And I think that's pretty arid through a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, what ends up happening is she starts a, a brush fire. Yeah. And it burns down their house. So, they have now burnt down the house. And what's really funny is, like, Hope is there with them. And Hope runs in because her computer is on the table. Mm-hmm. But what does she grab? I don't remember. Vodka and ice. Right. Mother's vodka and ice. Mother's vodka and ice. She left her computer. She left everything out. Mm -hmm. She ran back in and grabbed vodka for for her mother because that's how much alcohol she's needing at this point to cope. Right. I think at this point, Amy has developed an alcohol tolerance. Uh, Probably so. Um, Yeah. 
So that's really fucked up. Uh, yeah, so why don't I have... I did not put that in my notes about the house burning down. Mm. Um, so what happens after that? All right, so... Um, they, they move back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we start to see her becoming an abuser. Yes, Amy starts getting angry. Um, and some, they find a house. They're, they're I th- all, yeah, I think they're, they're... I think the whole group gets back together at mm-hmm. that point. Yes. And they're all living in this house, and Amy takes away the heaters because Robin Williams said that, yes. that you're disrespecting mother and you don't deserve he- heat. heat. So, so they're all bundled up, freezing cold in this house in fucking Colorado. And I think this is a time you're really seeing the food The food come deprivation the, and the sleep deprivation. And the taking away of other things. Mm-hmm. This is where I see Amy becoming an abuser. Yes. And I don't understand why she's becoming an abuser other than alcoholism. Right. I don't think this is her natural state. Mm-hmm. I think there's two things driving this. One, her own alcoholism, which uh-huh. I'm not giving her any excuse for. You're an mm-hmm. alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. Right. Um, Jason, mm-hmm. who is a horrible individual. Yes. Probably does not help her alcoholism. I'm sure he does not. I'm sure he I'm sure makes, he exacerbates it. I think he is a toxic individual mm-hmm. and she drinks more to get away from him. Yeah. She yeah, she's probably miserable with Jason in the house because Jason is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um so uh Jason feeds off of Amy's temper and starts verbally abusing everyone. I don't think he feeds it. Feeds off of it. I think he is the he is an abuser. Okay. She's so weak, she can't, like, fight him as an abusive person but, like, he toward takes, the people around. Gotcha. But I think he takes this opportunity when Amy's being mean to be even meaner. Okay. And start verbally abusing everyone. All right. I don't, it's hard to say because we're looking at a, a, an edited version of stuff. Right. So he could have been doing this. They talk about early on how he would, like, play rock metal. Yeah. And they talk very early on about his toxic masculine traits. Mm-hmm. That's also Hope talking about it. Uh-huh. So I take her shit for a grain of salt, but I do think. But he I mean, is a we toxic. see footage of him being fucking crazy. Yeah, but I also see him like putting on rock and Buddha bouncing his head and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody's high. Yeah. So, um, but uh, that's not excusing this dude. This dude's a piece of shit. No, yeah, this dude is an absolute piece of shit. I okay. think what we see here is now like we see, as far as the group goes, two abusive alcoholic parents. Mm-hmm. And children. Yeah. Like, like the, to me, that's what I that's saw. That's absolutely the dynamic, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, at this point, we're seeing footage of um, the group members start crying and just being really upset. Yeah, there's one with um, um, uh, uh, Father God number four. Um, John? John. Just crying and being belittled by yeah, Jason. Yeah, Jason's recording him and just... Fucking with him. Yeah. Like calling him a, a, a baby, essentially. Yeah. And like telling him how humanity, this is humanity, you know, yeah. because he's crying. Right. So um, it's pretty fucked up on that that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that from Jason. You know, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's doing this because he feels anything other than like the, the thrill of literally tormenting somebody to make them feel inferior to him. Yeah. Because he's got to keep his foot down. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, I think Jason is a guy that gets off on other people's pain. Yeah, in a different way than other people do. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like in, a, in an unhealthy way. Yeah, like like if I see like someone do something stupid and they get hit in the balls, I laugh. Yeah, not not funny, but like like actually like torture. Like people. trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I see this dynamic as two abusive alcoholic parents and a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. bunch of children. Right. And um. Okay, so a couple of things that I have as notes here. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. This is a time where they start saying, oh, they actually said it before. Jason is um, allowed to stay around because he is the the human darkness, like all the bad traits. Right, yeah. So he's like, and, and they're justifying his presence because Mother God has allowed it. Mm-hmm. And that this is just nature or whatever that, the darkness is a tr- it, like Mother God's light attracts the darkness or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. This is like um, the temptation of God or Jesus yeah, in the wilderness. Yes, for forty days and being tempted by the devil for sure. There's a lot of parallels between this and stories in the Bible and stuff like that. So um, these people aren't like outside of Judeo Christianism. They like uh, it's, it's influenced. You can see it. Yes. Um. So, yeah, do you have any more notes about that? Because I was going to start talking about Amy's health declining. Um, I have one note, okay. and I think we can save it for the end. It's just basically the overall... Um, Summation. Yeah. And so let's talk about uh, her decline. Now, my first thought of her decline, and you can watch this decline on the, the documentary, mm-hmm. is she has cancer. She has cancer? That's, that was my first thought. Oh, you thought she had cancer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, they didn't mention that at all. No. So, yeah, it, she she's losing a lot of weight. Yes. She, her skin is, she's getting a lot of rashes and bumps and lesions and all sorts of stuff on her skin. They're, they're, they are literally taking notes on what's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. There's her. an entire symptoms list. Her, her feet are swollen. Mm-hmm. Her... Um, she's bloated. She can't walk anymore where Jason carries her to these, I don't know, things. To the, they're basically like, they're live stream, like it's a live stream podcast. There's a lot of nausea, a lot of vomiting. Mm-hmm. And her members make up so many excuses for her. Yeah. About how much pain that she must have been in. And, and they're saying all of this stuff. They believe what is happening is she is taking on the pain of humanity. Yes. And these are all the symptoms of her taking on pain of humanity. Right. They don't see her as what she is. Which is an alcoholic Which me. is a rampant alcoholic, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a very, very severe alcoholic. Um, so she's, so she's showing all these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I guess nobody in the group understands what the symptoms are, what they're pointing to. Yeah, yeah. I think there is, I think there's two layers here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are people within this group who are so devoted that if anybody said anything, they would probably get shout, shouted down. Because this is a weird group because we're really literally only seeing the inner, inner circle. Right. And they're talking about like the 5D reality versus the 3D reality. Yeah. They talk about the- not going to a, a hospital because... That's a 3D reality. Yeah, like, and somebody saying, like, oh, Mother God would never go to a 3D hospital. That was she faith. She never set foot in there. Yeah, that was faith. And I think faith has a lot more consciousness than a lot of other people in this. Like, she is not the devoted one. Yeah, she's a little more grounded. 
but it's really weird that she's like, I would never go to a hospital. Doctors don't know what they're doing. Yeah, she said that's a death sentence if if mother went to the hospital. Right. Yeah. So there's this weird thing, but you're looking at her symptoms, and if you look at her symptoms and then you look at um, a liver disease, mm-hmm. um, liver disease, cirrhosis, cirrhosis of the liver, or like liver failure. Mm-hmm. It's what she has. Yes. Like um, the only thing we can't see is jaundice. Right. And that's going to be covered up later on. Yes. Yeah, that's covered up by something else that she's consuming. Um, so, yeah, Jason is carrying her around at this point. She's incredibly skinny. She's just withering away. And it's weird because she's skinny, but she's not skinny. Okay, so, yes, she's skinny. Mm-hmm. But not to the point where she would, I think, have organ failure or anything like that. No, she's not. She's not gaunt. She's not like Holocaust survivor. That, yeah, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. I didn't want to say those. I'm gonna say it. But it, it, she doesn't look like a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. She looks skinny. She looks Paris Hilton in 2004, right. skinny. You yeah. know, and she like she you're, seems... you're too skinny. You need a cheeseburger, but not like hey, you're about to die, skinny. Right. It, it, yeah. Um, now this is a woman who also had already had eating disorders earlier in her life. Right. So I think that where her mental state is, I think it exacerbates her anorexia. Um, I think at this point, hot take. Okay. It's not even her. I think she is so gone in alcoholism that she doesn't even understand what she's doing. And I think there are other people. I think I'm going to be interested to see the third part of this. I think faith is a big part of this, hmm. of the the her losing weight and all this other stuff. Um, and I don't think faith is a bad person. I think faith just has ideas that are wrong. Right. But I think she is so gone down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. that she just can't speak for herself anymore. Right. Like she is, she is constantly drunk. Yes. Like she is constantly drunk. Constantly drunk, constantly high, tripping, you know. Fairly regularly. I don't even know how much drugs she's using at this point. If it's just alcohol. Right. Because she's just fallen into this, like, you look at her, and they look, they show her hives and other things like that. She's having medical issues. Yeah. That they're not taking her to a doctor for. No. And the sheriff's like, I can't really do anything about this. Yeah, it wasn't it her sister who watched the live stream and, and was, was like, freaking wow. out at, at the state of her sister, mm-hmm. at the state of Amy and... Um, Called the sheriff, and the sheriff said, I can't do anything. Yeah. She's like, I went out there. I asked her if she wanted to go to the doctor. And she said no. And she said no. And that's the thing. There's there's only so much you can do when someone doesn't want to help themselves. Right. Like, we can't. Like, this, we, is, this is an interesting parallel. My, my sister, when I was going through mania, did call the police mm-hmm. and ask them to do a wellness check. They didn't come. I think, I don't know if they just didn't take Lacey seriously or if they were just like we can't do anything because she hasn't committed a crime or whatever um well this becomes one of those things where where do you let freedom start and stop right you know what i'm saying right like like you're expecting government to make a decision you're asking people for help that are supposed to help you that say that they legally can't help but they legally can't like, but you can you be as strange as you want. You can't force someone to go somewhere that's, if they haven't committed a crime. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're asking, you're asking the government to do something that they cannot do mm-hmm. and should not do. 
I mean, like, and you may feel differently than I do about this. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think this is, this is where like what I believe about like how the police force should be structured is that I don't think police need to be answering these wellness check calls. Okay. I but, think maybe there needs to be a, maybe a cop on the sidelines, but I don't think that needs to be the first face that these people see. Okay. And I completely understand what you're saying. My thing is like, when you talk about the government doing this, when you talk about an, an, an entity doing this, mm-hmm. When does it become they can control you? Mm-hmm. Like, what if you're not having this and you're just a strange person? Right. You know? Right. Like, like when are you, when are you Waco? Right. We're, we're, yeah, we're strange people who believe weird things and we have guns. It doesn't mean we're trying to th- overthrow the government. Right, yeah. But, like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think they... Like, like, I think that may have been something in the back of that cop's mind was we don't want to start another Waco. Yeah. They talk about like one of the moms called the FBI. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we had helicopters circling us. Mm-hmm. And the FBI is probably like, ah, we don't really want to deal with cults. Yeah. And it, it's hard. You know, we're adults. Right. So when when you're a a functioning adult, you don't want the government to step in. Because right. you don't think they can do any better than you can. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. I don't think the government can do can can understand me better than I can. Right. Yeah. But when does it? How do you set that threshold? Right. Where does where does where is the line? Yeah. Like at this point, we know that Amy is essentially dying of alcohol poisoning of alcoholism. Yeah. But I mean, like. Do you have the right to die of alcoholism? Yeah. Do you have the right to, you know, slowly kill yourself if you want to? Yeah. If you want to eat bacon three times a day for your entire life, mm-hmm. do you have that right? Yeah. And, and we, don't, we don't say anything about it. If you want to die at 45 of a massive coronary because you ate bacon cheeseburgers every day, mm-hmm. we'll allow you to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's interesting analogy. Uh, interesting comparison. Um Yes, so cops can't do anything, and then um, it's around this point where I think um, Hope's mother, uh, Debbie, starts the Love Has Won Exposed mm-hmm. page, YouTube page, I think, um, where more and more people are getting together s- saying that they've had the same experience of peop- of their loved ones leaving to join this cult. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason. You see a lot at this point, like in the videos and stuff like that, and they did a great job of finding these videos of like Amy yelling in the background too. Yes, screaming. Screaming. Being and everyone angry. making excuses for her that she's taking on the pain of humanity. This is how she's dealing with it. Like, oh, and she calls people bitch a lot. She, mm-hmm. she demeans people. Yeah. She is literally mean yeah, sometimes. Yeah, this is, this is an abusive relationship because... You have the abused making excuses for the abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fucked. Uh, so, yeah, this is, what, 2019? Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and you start to see, I think, core members break. Yes, Sarah. Sarah. This is around, around when Sarah leaves. And you hear um, Aurora say, that was the first crack in the plan for us. So you you see these very hardcore core members 
start to, eh, maybe this isn't cool. Right. Well, as Amy's health is declining mm-hmm. and you're starting to see this person like wither away in front of your eyes. Well, there's not only that, there's been the abuse from her. Right. For a couple of years now. Yes. More and more. Like as, as an alcoholic, like if you've been around an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you see that you, 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 if you grow up with an alcoholic. Yeah. You understand moods so much better than other people. Because you understand when they get to that point, not to push it. Right. Because you're going to know what's going to happen. Kids know this. Children of alcoholics know this. Right. I say this because I grew up with an alcoholic mother. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things. You know how drunk they are. Right. Like at a fairly young age, Mm -hmm. you know when you want, you can deal with it and you know when you can't. Right. And Watching this is almost trigger, not triggering. Not it can be, be triggering. For it's you not too. triggering for me. Just say it can. It can be triggering. It's not triggering you. for me. But I see. <laughs> it affects you. I see the things. Uh huh. I see. You see the parallels. I see Amy getting that drunk. Mm-hmm. I see that that person who is that out. Like when you get to the point of someone being so drunk, you don't want to deal with them. Right. And that's 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 it is that is something that children who of alcoholics. No. Like, I think anybody who has had an alcoholic parent knows this. Right. When you know there's a point where your parent is cool, mm-hmm. a point where your parent is drunk, a point when you have to take care of them, and a point beyond that where you just want to be away from them. Right. Because you're still a kid. You have no, you don't have enough skin in this game. Right. You know, you still want to be 12, 13, 14 years old. You don't want to have to, you know, hold your, your, dad or your mother's hair back while they puke up their guts in the toilet. Right. Or make sure they get into bed and lay down face down so they don't vomit back into their throat. Right. These are things that kids shouldn't have to deal with, but they do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You're tougher for it. I mean, it shouldn't be something. Yeah, but, but you're tougher for it, so I'm not going to. You're tougher. You know, be, be, understand what you got. Like, it's not good, but it's good because you're a little bit tougher than other people. So we, we, we think differently on this. Yes, I think very differently on this. Like the, this is never anything that a child should have to no, suffer through. I, I, I don't think so either. But when they do have to suffer through it, look at the positive. This kid's going to be tougher than most other people will. Okay. Um, so Amy is drinking something else. That's affecting her. Yes. This is the silver colotic. Colo- <laughs> colotic? That's, Col- that's when you put it up your butthole, huh? <laughs> colotic. This is colloidal silver. Colloidal yes. silver. That they're, that they're making, that she is ingesting um, almost, according to one of the members, almost half a liter of every day. Yes, and a lot. Mm-hmm. And so now just remember that this has silver in it, a heavy metal. Yes. Which... Not good for you. It's not good for you, no. This is not supposed to be ingested. And here's another thing. How, if you do ingest a heavy metal, where is it going to end up? What what is, all the poisons, all the toxic things that go through your body, the the wine we're drinking is going through our... Liver. And what is happening to her liver right now? It is shutting down. Because of alcoholism. Yes. So basically, and and even hope like is like somebody turned 
blue because of this. Because mm-hmm, he messed it up so bad. Because he fucked it up so bad, yeah, a dumbass. And then we see a picture of Amy fucking blue. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of why. Her skin is blue. So it's not that he fucked it up. It's that it's just that this is literally poison. Poison. And the guy probably had a, a liver disease. And probably took a lot of it. Yeah. And with Amy especially, she is... Her liver is probably functioning at such a low level at this point. Mm-hmm. We don't know because they won't take her to the hospital. Right. We never know what exactly has happened to her. We don't know if, she, if, like, we're just, and we're not doctors, so this is just what we're observing. Yeah. As, you know, semi-educated people who have access to WebMD. Mm-hmm. Like, this is kind of, it look, it, the, what it is, is what, the way it looks is very obvious. Um, that it is liver failure. Yeah. As much as they were on the internet, you think somebody would have Googled that shit. Right. Yeah. Didn't one of the members say, mention liver failure? It really, literally, we had already hit on this and we had to pause this like two or three times and we were writing down notes. I think you had already looked up liver failure and we already looked up uh, sclerosis of the liver. Sclerosis, yeah. And that is when, like, someone was like, oh, yeah, then we figured out she had liver failure. Right. Yeah. So, they I guess they Google it, but they still don't take her to the hospital. No. Faith is like, mm, hospitals are bad. No, no 3D hospital, yeah. And this whole, ter- this whole like, term of, like, 5D versus 3D, it's just very, it's very weird. Um, Stupid, kind of. Yeah, like, five dimensions. Anyway, so, um, so they know at this point that Amy is essentially dying. She is sick. Very sick. Yeah. And she is going downhill very fast. Mm-hmm. And that's when they, when the, the oracles or whatever, do you want me to, do you have something? Go else? ahead, okay. let's do it. Yeah, the oracles say that, get a message from the Galactics, from Robin Williams, saying that we need to evacuate her. Mm-hmm. And where do they go? They're going on a starship. No. <laughs> oh, they go to, <laughs> they, they want to go on the starship. Um, yes, so. Does Robin Williams, they, they claim that Robin Williams says go to Hawaii? They have to go to Hawaii. Yeah. They have to go to Hawaii, and that's where because we're going. Because there's a portal. In Hawaii, that the, it's going to open up. It's in the ocean. So yeah. she has to be near the ocean. So that's why we got to go to Hawaii. We got to go to Hawaii. Yep. All right. And that's where we're going to leave it for today. We're going to leave it for today. Y'all come back next week, and we will uh, we'll finish up this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope y'all enjoyed this one. Uh, this is fun. Like, Cults are fun. Cults are fun in a really not fun way because it's, is it schadenfreude at this point? Like, I don't know. Um, I think it's just like exposing something that's like truly wrong. Maybe so. And getting it out into the world that like this is not okay. And hopefully Um, y'all get out of it. Yeah, please. Call your dad. Yeah, if you're in a cult, call your dad. And I totally stole that from um, my favorite murder podcast. Um, But yeah, so. um, Or call me, I'm a dad. Yeah. Email us at couplexbypodcast at gmail.com. Um, please like and follow, rate and review. Um, tell a friend. Subscribe. And, yeah, sub- I, I'm saying follow because I don't think subscribe is a thing because oh. we don't have a YouTube channel, but whatever. Um, yeah, do the things. Do yeah. all the things. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to drop us a line, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com or um, send us a, a DM or a comment on our Facebook page at couplexypodcast. I love it. That's all the podcast things. Y'all have a good week. Be kind. Listen and take care of each other, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.